in the name of Jesus, who is your grace, your peace, and your promise that you are saints. In the name of Jesus, amen. So last Sunday was All, uh, Reformation Sunday, and this Sunday, All Saints. And we know that these two are tied together deeply, right? We know that on this October 31st, Luther knew that the next day was an obligatory feast day, and so people would be thronging uh, to the church for worship, and so that's the day he posts his 95 theses. So Reformation and all saints are always connected, but in a way, isn't it weird, even kind of thorny, that they're connected. Because all saints, that was a thorny issue for the reformers. They knew that there were abuses in church history surrounding all saints. Like the thought that you could pray to the saints who've gone before you and you could rely on their merits to help you get to heaven. Like the idea that a particular saint is focused on one tribulation or problem in life and to that saint you need to pray. So thorny is a pretty good word for all saints because we know it can get sticky. It can be troublesome to talk about saints All saints could be a, what kind of an unhelpful Christian holy day. But we need it. We need a day like today, and we need these lessons and these hymns that we sing. We need them because the news around us isn't so good. And we need all saints, not an all saints day that looks back at the saints and somehow honors them or prays to them. But we need all saints and the truth of the scriptures to keep our focus on the one who made them saints and who makes you a saint too. Because the news is not good these days. I mean, I'm talking about the headlines, if we read them in the paper or on our tablet, if we listen to it in the car or on the television. We hear words like Minneapolis, Kenosha, Portland, Philadelphia, and we think, where is it going to be next? And we're weary of the disregard for law and order. We hear of wars and rumors of wars and troubles overseas and troubles at home. It's always an easy topic, but not for someone to talk about the virus. These things are wearing us down. The news is not good. And you don't just have to look at the news. You don't have to look at the headlines. You can look at, well, just right in front of you, right outside your door, inside your door in your family, and you see conflict and discouragement or depression. You see greed and fear The news is not good. 
It's the mud of everyday life these days. Out there, and so very, very close in our lives. And with all this, well, I'm calling it mud, sometimes it's hard to see anything good. And so we need all saints. We need these lessons. We need this first lesson from Revelation chapter 7 to show us the goal, the good news, to see the promise and the promise fulfilled. Paradise restored. So picture in your mind's eye that lesson of Revelation chapter 7. John sees a sea of people. People from every language and tribe multicultured when they were on earth, but now before the throne, one culture, one song, they are crying out. Salvation belongs to our God and to the Lamb who sits upon the throne. They are robed in white. And the question that the elder asks John is in a way a very sensible question. Who are these? Who are these robed in white? And John says, you know. And yes, the elder knows and says, these are they who've come out of the great tribulation. And we rejoice to hear that. They've come out. They've made it. They are not stuck in the mud anymore. They made it. They've finished the race. And what's their secret? How? How did they make it? The answer is bold and clear. They washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. It's not just that they were striving and trying and not giving up. They washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. One aspect of all saints can be that we learn from those who've gone before them, before us, including don't give up. Keep going. We have important work to do here on earth, raising children, training up our grandchildren, voting this week, feeding the hungry, evangelizing, speaking to our neighbors about the hope that's in us. Important work to do. And yet, in the end, the only one who's truly going to be sheltering and feeding and quenching thirst, the only one who's going to be wiping away tears is God. Eric Herman at the seminary told us about a Robert Louis Stevens uh, quote. The quote went this way. 
The saints are simply those who kept going. The saints are simply the sinners who kept going. Okay, but we need more than that. We need more than Disney and Dory and keep swimming. We need to do more than just keep going. What impels us? What compels us? What animates our lives? What fills our lungs with life? Is not just continuing to keep going. It is the God who came into the mud, our mud. It is the work of God that gives us comfort in the face of death and sin and mud. He entered into our mud and he bore our sins, the sins that we've committed and that made other people suffer and us, and the sins that others committed and have made us suffer. He bore them all. He shed his blood. And he takes our stained robes and he makes them white in his blood. This is our hope at All Saints. What he has done, not what the saints did, not how well we're doing, what is finished. The work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And speaking of finished, Eric Herman also told us a story at the seminary about J.S. Bach, Johann Sebastian Bach, and it's not known for sure if this is true, but I can imagine that it would be, that Bach's children's figured, children figured out a way to get him out of bed. They would go to the clavichord or the piano in the house, and they would play a little bit of his music, leaving off the last note. And he couldn't stand it. He would get up, go to the chord, go to the clavichord, and play that last note to finish it. When you think about it, what we have in Revelation chapter 7 today is the listening to the last chord. It is a picture of God's last brush stroke in his grand symphony of painting in a way, or it's a choral symphony, you could say, where you have a part, I have a part. There's a part for every one of us. But right now we're waiting, waiting with a real and certain hope, knowing that that final chord is going to come. And those who've gone before us, they've heard it, they know it. And they know the same song that we're singing. The song that goes, salvation belongs to our God and to the Lamb upon the throne. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. And God's people say, Amen. The peace of God which surpasses understanding, keep our hearts and our minds safe in faith. In Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.